Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, bringing you with psychology news, articles and other interesting psychology related articles. You where I can find the podcast notes and more interesting psychology related things and you can get your free 8 psychology book box set at connorwhiteley.net. Now let's get on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 59 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Con Wiley. And today's episode is on how Halloween can be beneficial to mental health. And it is Saturday the 31st of October 2020 as I record this. So today it's Halloween and I know that I wanted to do a sort of Halloween episode. Of course I just didn't realise it that the episode would come out after Halloween. But it's only two days away and you should still find this really, really like useful. It's like moving on to the psychology news section. As always, we're in from the British Psychological Society um, Research um, Digest. So when people are about to rely on their own resources, group cooperation breaks down. Imagine that you live in a village which is threatened with rising sea levels. If you don't do anything, your home is going to be flooded. You could pull your resources together with other villagers and build a large dam around the entire village to ensure everyone's property is safe. Or if you have enough resources yourself, you could build a smaller dam around your own house, protecting your property and even everyone else to either do the same or try to cooperate without you. Human societies constantly face similar choices between public and private solutions to pressing issues. Think about the provision of healthcare or education, for instance, but only some people can afford to build a dam around their house or send their child to a private school. Now, a new study in, in natural communication suggests that when group members are able to itself rely in this way, the provision of public goods, goods suffer. And this, I don't think, is a surprise whatsoever, to be honest, because like, if you have your own like, resources, then you're going to be self-reliant, so you don't need anyone else. So, why you might cooperate in there some, yeah, well, like, in, like, sometimes, and of course it depends on the person. Yes, like, if you're helpful, if you have sympathy for someone, then you're more likely to help them, but otherwise... Why would you help them? Like example, like when it comes to medical care and like, um, education, who has a teacher in their family? I mean, in that you have to cooperate and you have to share doctors and you have to share medical care just so everyone can like, benefit from it because the majority of people people cannot be self-reliant in terms of medical care or like, education. So another one, and this one I'm quite interested in. We're more willing to use deceptive tactics when a bot does the negotiation. Artificial intelligence agents, which I've already spoken about on the podcast, if you remember to episode 49 of the podcast, I spoke about um, artificial intelligence and how I think it will impact human behaviour. So, back to the article. Um, Artificial intelligence agents play even more influential role in our lives. They do everything from suggesting new friends and connections to recommending purchases and filtering the news that reaches us. They're beginning to drive our cars. Another role that they are tip, they are tipped to take over is negotiation on our behalf to sell a car or to resolve a legal dispute. So it's important to know whether using a bot might affect how we negotiate. And according to a new paper, it does. One of the most striking findings from the teams at series of studies is that less experienced negotiators are more willing to be deceitful if they sign an AI agent to do the dirty work for them. The studies also illuminate how our stance on various negotiation tactics alters through experience information that would be needed to program negotiating bots to actually represent off. 
represent us, which I think is really, really interesting because I've spoken for ages about artificial intelligence, uh, the different changes, and I've actually come up with some great new ones, but I'm not really going to share them on the podcast because they're really like for authors, even though there's some brilliant um, story t- um, storytelling AIs like coming out. It's a, yeah, but the authors I can like tap into. Yes, yeah, so this I think is really, is really, really interesting. And this I think we need to be mindful of in the future, like just so we know when we are negotiating we always ask ourselves are we really talking to a real person are we which i think we can do most of the time to be honest yeah to be honest because we all have chatbots and like whenever we visit a like website but that's why i don't use them because i hate them and to be honest they are the least manageable i just think they're really really like annoying so moving on to the last one the editor's pit spook me please what psychology tells us about the appeal of halloween and this ties into today's episode. So Halloween this whole weekend is going to be decisively low-key. But even though parties are out of the question and even in home in front of scary movies, they're still on the cards. Not in my household. Not because I find them scary. To be honest, I don't find a lot of them scary. Or scary at all. I just think they're a bit... Ugh. I don't know, because there's no plot to horror films. Which, are, you know, like... Which like it bugs me. That's just the writer in me talking. So there's a 2014 story. I guess was what exactly it is about this celebration that appeals to us it's a time of year at least in our part of the world when darkness encroaches on us literally and metaphorically the symbol when agents of darkness dominate halloween decorations everywhere and halloween is a is growing in popularity across europe and in the u.s according to the national retail federation u.s halloween spending is now well exceeds seven billion in the uk halloween is worth about 330 million now you've got to remember this was in 2014 so I think it's a lot higher now. Even I don't see the um, the point of that. Why is this Americanized version of this ancient pagan festival so successful? Is it merely another instance of McDonaldization of culture? The increasing harmony of American commercial culture explicable in terms of market mechanism alone. No, the dreadful scenarios in there by the Halloween are deeply fascinating to a prey of a species. Oh, to uh, a prey species such as Homo sapiens, ghouls, zombies, demons, giant spiders, and hovers uh, hidden in darkness all engage um, evolutionary ancient survival mechanisms and all figure dominantly in the horror films and in Halloween decorations. We seem to love the good thrill and the feel of a safe scare, and Halloween applies plenty of those. And that just ruined today's episode because that basically highlighted some of it. So I was impressed. Yeah, but like, oh, that's fine. Yes, like, oh, that's enough for the psychology news section. Yes, let's move on to the personal update. So we're moving on to the personal update. So but this week, I have, I've had an amazing week off from university. Absolutely, I loved it. But as always, yes, I'll only talk about the um, psychology relevant things, which includes which includes the great TV um, recommendation I really want to tell you about, Evil. And it's this a great TV programme. It's American, so I'm taking a random stuff in the guests um, in the dark here. So if you're in America, you can probably find it on ABC Studios. I think that's one of your TV um, channels. But like, if you're in like, the UK, you, sh- you should be able to find it on Alibi. And it's a great TV program because it's about a, 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 because it's about a clinical psychologist hired by the Catholic Church to help investigate miracles and demonic possessions. I think it's done really, really well because it really does show the impact of um, mental health. That's like different people can I think that mental health is a is the down to demons. So I think it's really, really done. 
it's not for the faint-hearted because it's uh, some bits are really dark. That's what I like about it. But yeah, so, but that's a really good TV program. I highly like. And then the only other like um, relevant like psychology thing like this week. No, actually, I just thought of like another one. The first thing is. If you're a member of the British Psychological Society, then they have this great opportunity for people to type submit articles. And the question is, what is the most important thing you've lost or found on your psychology journey? Yes, I've already like done my article like for that. The deadline for it is November the 20th. You I can find like more details at bps.org, and there'll be a link in the show notes if you go to um, connorwhitely.net. Yeah, but it's a great chance. Uh, like if you want to be published in the um in at the psychologist magazine i submitted my article thursday night and i should hear back um well after the uh, deadline uh, yeah but i've done it and hopefully some of you will find that um useful as to that and the other thing that i wanted to mention you know like i mentioned was that i'm really looking forward to writing my um a social cultural psychology third edition book because i had this amazing lecture um after i did a uh, last week's a podcast episode because i edited the um social psychology lecture and the reading the uh, day after i did like last week's episode and it was so interesting to learn about all the um problems uh, with like the milgram study and that the um sanford prison egg experiment and that a lot of stuff was reported didn't actually happen which i thought was really really interesting so yeah so i'm definitely looking forward to writing about that in the third edition it's really, really good, and I'm really enjoying um, social psychology. Yes, like that's enough of the personal update. And as always, you can always um, contact me by email to tell me your thoughts and feelings on today's episode. You can always email me, conwiley at conwiley.net. You can always leave a comment on the um, show notes slash blog post at conwiley.net. Or you can always tweet me on Twitter at sci-fi and the um, sponsored product for today's episode is all my ebooks that you can buy from me directly at payhip.com forward slash conwhitely. And I've recently updated the store, and you can now get all of my current ebooks directly like, from me, including all of the new books. For example, Formulation in Psychotherapy and Clinical Psychology, and all of the current books. Now, the reason why I really, really appreciate it when people buy it directly from me is that because you are supporting me directly, like, meaning that I get more of the sale. Like, for example, like if I sell a four ninety nine um, ebook ebook on like, Amazon, then I get about three pounds for it. But when you buy it like directly, like from me, yeah, well then I get ninety eight percent of that sale. Yes, yeah, so that really helps me in like the long term, and it also means that I can like create more and better content for you like over time like because i'm earning more so i really really appreciate it when people always buy a director from me payhip.com forward slash conwhitely so well, that's another personal update let's move on to the content part of today's episode So, uh, moving on to the content part of today's episode, I did just want to put a, a quick extra thing before we actually go into the uh, content bit. As I've said like, before, today's Saturday, the 31st of October 2020, as I record this, and currently in the UK, the UK government is having a cabinet meeting to decide if we're going to go into national lockdown. 
meaning that strongly in that I encourage you to actually sign up for my email list and get your free eight psychology book a box set for a free for a free um, because if we do go international then I will most probably give everyone a 50% off um, discount code but like, if they buy like directly like from me yeah, like, just so people have some books to read over like the lockdown period and that will be an exclusive for my newsletter subscribers so so moving on to the actual content of today's episode. So we're going to be talking about how Halloween can be beneficial to mental health. Yes, this is I sort of like alluded to by accident in the um, psychology news section, but we're actually going to go into a bit more like detail here. Yes, I put a lot of like articles and the research focuses on the negative impacts of like Halloween because if you've suffered from trauma or if you suffer from PTSD or if you suffer from anxiety or a whole range of mental conditions, then Halloween can be a really traumatic time of year for you because it's quite scary there's lots of like imagery and basically it can be really it can be really really bad for your mental health but i did manage to find one article that actually shows that halloween can be good for mental health and mental well-being which is what we're going to look at now so firstly halloween helps people to deal with the omnipresence of death and its associated fears and anxieties which is a true purpose the entire point of halloween at least from a mental health perspective is that it's all about fear egg exposure because in fact all of this just like follows on to like um one another yes and then i'll add a little um uplifting bit at the end <laughs> well yeah yes yeah, so that because it's something that halloween does quite brilliantly is is all about fear egg exposure because you're surrounded by massive spiders ghosts ghouls zombies demons etc and these are quite scary and this pretty much all reminds us that we're going to die one day. But because we're allowed to expose ourselves to this fear in a socially sanctioned way and we're able to joke and laugh about the death around us, it actually helps us to feel less anxious about dying and it basically helps us become less fearful and it also lessens our anxiety surrounding death. But Halloween is also rather amazing if you suffer from a phobia or if you think you might develop a phobia in the future. Because, as I've already said, wow, that rain's getting really bad out there. <laughs> okay, right, anyway, so going back to the episode. Yeah, yeah but this is the great thing about, like, podcasts, that is that everything, like, gets to be live. <laughs> Yeah, and as I edit certain bits out. So right, going back to this, as I've all already said, like you're surrounded by spiders, bugs, and pretty much quite disgusting things. Meaning that if you have aophobia, then Halloween could be a scary time for you, but it can also be great exposure therapy. Because if you've read Abnormal Psychology 2nd Edition, then you would know that um, a great way to treat phobias is a fear egg exposure and desensitisation. And Halloween actually does that on a massive, massive scale, because we are confronted with these fears and these fearful objects like spiders, but we're able to do it in an amusing, entertaining way, and that lessens the fear. And this is actually supported by neurobiological evidence, evidence. And this basically shows that Halloween decoration could be fear extinction therapy, which is basically a great way to treat a phobia. And this is done on a massive scale. So, for lack of a better term, on Halloween night or daytime or whenever, everyone is a partaking in mass fear egg extinction therapy for any phobias or fears that we have. Yes, and then like, to wrap up like today's episode, I want to mention two things. So, first of all, Halloween all comes down to one simple point. Halloween, the darkness, our dark side, and anything that would usually be deemed as unacceptable is actually all to do with our struggle for survival in our own unique situations and our common vulnerabilities of human beings and we are all in this together we all struggle 
we all have our unique circumstances that can make life difficult. But Halloween and other situations help us to, to like release some of that fear and some of that anger. Yes, some of that anger, anxiety. And then the last thing that I want to say is a, a memento mori, which pretty much means remember you will die. And that I don't say to scare you. That I don't say to be nasty, but I say that because we need to live in the moment, we need to enjoy life, and we need to try and do as much as we want, or at least the stuff that we want to do in our lives, because we are going to die. So, and that's the great takeaway from today's episode. Halloween is can be really good for mental health. Personally, I'm not a massive fan of Halloween, because even though I write some pretty dark fiction sometimes, some of my latest book that I've not released yet. Don't read them if you're not into dark stuff. Sometimes, especially some quite dark scenes. Anyway, just have a remember, like, Memento Mori, you will die one day, so just try and be happy, live life to the fullest. So, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Please connect to buy an ebooks um, directly like, for me, available at payhip.com forward slash Connor Whiteley. And if you want to buy audiobooks directly for me, please contact me because I can I was There is a great option for me to do it. I just want to gauge um, interest before I do it. So, have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see the show notes, then please go to connorwhitesley.net. And if you want a free Ada book psychology box set, then please go to connorwhitesley.net. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.